there and welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and as always, I am joined by Head of Development at Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? What's up, my fellow Isometrics workers? Are you ready to do some awesome Isometrics work this week? I'm ready to do it. I'm ready. Are we workshopping the podcast this week? Is that what we're doing? Ready. I am ready to do some awesome isometric work. <laughs> what? Are okay. you not ready to do I'm, this? I don't know. I, I I listen. I did the panda dance. Isn't that good? <laughs> did I? Don't I buy some time off of not having to do an isometric twerk? <laughs> Be the saddest twerp ever. It's not even now. Don't. I, I'm psyched about today's show. I've been doing a, a two-day workshop at Harvard. That's so, so cool. I've been there with say like, it again, Bree. Just say it again. It's, it's, it's not that big a deal, but like, like that's what? Like we are over there at Harvard. I'm there with some of the the most awesome, powerful feminists in the entire world. That's it better. Was like, that's it was better. Like, it, it really was. It was a great feeling See? like to look around there and like, wow, I'm in the big leagues now. Like I'm here with the yeah. awesomest people on earth. So yeah. yeah. And now I'm ready to like do this podcast. Like, <laughs> oh. like I'm done with Harvard. I'm done with now the know, real big leagues. So, right? so you've got all of the intelligent thoughts out of your Absolutely. head early in the week to get ready for us. And, right. and then exactly. now we're just going to get full on brain nonsense. I'm ready to do some isometrics work right now yeah why, not is, why are you laughing nothing no no I, that was i was i was i was not it was a guffaw truly a guffaw okay it's not <laughs> more of a chuckle I, really i feel like georgia isn't taking this seriously no. i don't know What's why sorry. i'll stop i'm sorry What's you're up, right georgia? no 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 i would never diminish what we do no 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 steve <laughs> we start the podcast let's do it <laughs> if georgia can behave like a professional <laughs> isometrics worker now let's try it okay. again okay all right hi there and welcome to isometric gaming with perspective i'm steve lubitz and i am here with very serious person head of development at giant space cap brianna Wu. how you doing brie <laughs> <laughs> i'm great <laughs> uh. That that lasted pretty long too. That was good. I am I am mega serious. I am an, uh, an important academic, intelligent <laughs> feminist, and I'm here on your show today to represent the University of Mississippi <laughs> and the fine education I received. We have some very serious and and impactful things to discuss today too. Very impactful. Very impactful. Impactful. Yeah. That's always a fun adjective. I right. know. Not when it's dealing with teeth, though. <laughs> That's true. That's a really good point, Georgia, and I'm glad Thank you brought it up here today. Thank you. I wanted to. I said I would be serious. That's good. Uh, I mean, I I shouldn't be talking right now. Well, I, I was just about to introduce you. We don't so exist yet. That's Very true. well. We don't exist yet. Only Bree and Steve should be able to talk. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how long we could let that go on. That I mean, that has never been how this show worked, <laughs> and true. I. I don't even think we should try to start now. I feel like even in the first episode, I'm not sure we did that. Don't, don't make it seem like I have that much power, Georgia, because we all know that that's not true. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, so we also have assistant games editor, Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How are you doing, Maddie? 
I'm doing pretty good. You know, Steve, you do have some power in the sense that when I'm not introduced, I feel the need to defer to you and bring it up each time. If you had no power, then I wouldn't even bother. And then that lasts for literally two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, after that, after that, I interrupt you at will. But that's how we do things on this show. That's that's how things are done. When I want to say something, I say it. <laughs> Hey, so Maddie, there. you know what we talked about a lot about at this week at Harvard was dismantling patriarchy. Sweet. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm going to take too. the controversial stance that I'm for dismantling the patriarchy. That will shock our listeners to hear that that's a position I have. Oh. But I've decided to finally come clean. So maybe <laughs> you shouldn't have to, like, have some patriarch control when you get introduced or not, you oh. know? Like, mm-hmm. like burn, you should just get burn. introduced whenever you want, like, because you're a liberated, you know, 2015 woman. You That's know? true. That's right. true. It is 2015. Right. I'm actually holding you down by not introducing you immediately. That's that's my that's my job. Yeah, I mean, I could just swoop in there and be introduced whenever I say so. Maybe I'll do that next time. I mean, it's too late now. Yeah. As usual, I pity the person who's listening to this show for the first time, <laughs> as I do every week. Uh, they should just they should just start with the episode before this all the time. Yep, every single time start with the episode before this. Thank you very much. Uh, so we also have a psychotherapist and senior editor from imore.com. Or is it is it applemore.com now or is it still imore.com? I don't I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> applemore.com. I saw Please. a thing on your site that said Applemore instead of imore. What? Yeah. No. Okay, well, maybe you have to have a chat with Renee then, but... (laughs) Really? Yeah. Anyway, so... uh, Anyway, so... (laughs) Psychotherapist... I have to go to to the site now. And see your editor from iWord.com, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? (laughs) At least for the time being. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I don't really work for the site. Wait, they're renaming iMore to Applemore? I mean, we don't know. There's there's dissemination in the ranks. It's not that maybe they should. If so, I don't know about it. Probably not good oh, for you. You know my, what? It uh, changed. I, I saw something the other day and it said Apple yep. More. Now it's changed back. So yep. maybe I maybe I, I leaked something. I don't know. Yeah, you might have. Phew, it's shocking You'd to think me. if they were going to change the name, they'd go all out. Like, come yeah. on, don't make it I More. Make it like Ultimate Final Form <laughs> Apple News or something. <laughs> no. I would go to that site. Turbo no. Championship Edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apple right. Third Strike. <laughs> Apple third, third strike. strike. The third strike is what counts. Uh, we mean, could we could petition Renee. Who knows? I do own the website Apple Ninja. I'm just saying. So <laughs> you? you could. Do you? I do. That's I great. do. I, love I know, that. right? Yeah. I love it. That's fabulous. I thought so. I don't even get it. It's like <laughs> I more what? No. Well, you, you do know that the site used to be called the the iPhone blog, and then we were called Tippy T I P B. So, like, this is a, a huge, like, it's a good move in comparison to that. Yeah, I was, I was not going to be saying tippy every week. That was not I, a thing you, that was going to happen. You should have seen me trying. To- we are scooping a story right now. Like, Charles <laughs> Atan just linked to a shell site that is applemore.org, and it does actually link back to iMore, and it yeah. has Woo! your bio on it, and it has, like, Serenity's <laughs> bio and Renee's bio, and I don't understand what this website is, but it I might have like to cut somebody- all this out. No. <laughs> No, I know. I, I'm like, what's huh. is somebody considering changing the name and we're scooping it on our show? I'm I I don't know. Well, Georgia, I don't I don't you should huh. I should know. There I am. Oh my god, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> Picture of me there. 
Huh. Uh, I, I don't know. That's well, let me know if I have to cut out like the whole show now and just the show never happens. <laughs> this is a special I, I, scoop hey, just for the live This listen. can't be a scoop because I don't know anything. So we must be good. <laughs> That's I, I, interesting. I'm just going to put this name out there. You know, Renee can veto it because I know he's going to listen to this show. Dalmore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. I actually like wait. it a lot. I think it's really good. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should do that. I think you should. Uh, you should well, go on strike should, until he does that. Actually, I think it right. should at least be considered. Like, I think right. it should be honestly considered alongside Apple more, which is clearly also being considered. So. Yeah, yeah. Apple third strike. That's really good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. The adventure continues. Uh, should we talk about video games? What do you think? Shall yeah, we? we have a very. Listen, listen. We have. We have talked about some serious stuff on the show today, like in the past, but the topic we're about to talk about is one of the most serious we've ever talked about on a symmetric. It's never been more serious. It's really serious. It's a little scary, actually. I think that everyone needs to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. If you have young children, they should not listen to this segment that's coming up. This might be a little bit of like not safe for work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You may may need to to, uh, shield your children from the things you're about to hear. Yeah. Uh, so we need to talk about whether uh, being able to play as Bowser has ruined society. Dun, dun, dun. So, so there is there is an article on this very serious, very factual website called clickhole.com. <laughs> right. Which if if that's what your website is named, you know, take it seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah and it's that website is owned by the equally serious Onion News Network. Yes. Which is, very uh, serious. Which is where I go for all of my national news. Very that's course. right. That's right. Yes. We all do. Yeah. So they are they are saying that I will just I'll just quote the article with 1992's release of Super Mario Kart. The first game to allow users to select Bowser as a playable character. Our collective moral compass is shattered overnight. The video game world became a breeding ground for villainy. Anyone could plug it in a Super Nintendo cartridge. Look at this and declare that is me. (laughs) I like this gif of Bowser that they have there to illustrate how you would identify in the game. His like mouth really just kind of silly twirling gif of Bowser. It's really good. It's like something I would have put on my GeoCities back in the day. Oh, with it's with really it under construction gift. with with the guy hammering absolutely, the uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, always under construction. Site was never done. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the yeah. Bowser culture. Yeah, Bree, how has the Bowser <laughs> culture affected you? Well, I just you know I just want to tell a personal story Please. about how you know the ability to play as Bowser has affected my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm married to a guy, and you know, just like a Lifetime movie, when I first met him, like he seemed like a normal, <laughs> decent guy, and yeah, you know, yeah. then I bought then I bought um, you know, Super Smash Brothers. And, you know, he, he seemed to be, you know, attracted to playing as Bowser. And, um, first you know, it is. And, you know, at first he would be playing Super Smash and he would, uh, you know, butt pound or butt stomp <laughs> my character. Yeah, the classic down B move. Right. Down, the in, down in the mind. game, you mean? Down you mean in the game? Yes, yes. Okay, he, okay. Would, he would butt stomp my character. Um, you know, at first I thought it was just me that was taking... Yeah, that butt stomping. Um, I I thought that was just me. But then I knew there was a problem when we went over to uh, Lubitz's house. And I saw him butt stomping (laughs) 
Lubitz as yeah. well. It, it was and very then, uncomfortable, I'll, I'll have then, to say. Then I saw him you know, butt-stomping Maddie. But the thing that really it's kept true. me Which is not appropriate. Day, That's no, not, appropriate. not appropriate. You don't do that to your but, friends. But what was really problematic was when um, you know, Frank started butt-stomping you know, Lubitz's children. <laughs> And that's, you know, like, it was just really troubling. You can see the glee in his eyes. Um, Also, when we play Mario Party, like, you know, it's like it's like that episode of Star Trek where that character gets, like, infinite power and his eyes Mm -hmm. glow. Mm -hmm. So when we play Bowser Party and Frank plays as Bowser, like, his eyes start glowing. And you just see him mad with the power as he starts trashing everything in sight. So, you know, I'm really worried about the moral fabric of our nation mm-hmm. and Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I actually, true story, I pronounced Mario correctly until the first time that I played as Bowser in a video game. And then after oh, that, it was all down. Oh, after that. yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That yeah. sounds real. And yeah. it could happen to anyone. That, that's something I've been holding in for the last, like, 25 years. And I'm really happy to, to like, let that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. kind of, you know, be able to air well, that on the internet. this is a serious show and it's an honest show. And yes. we yeah. really delve deep here and we absolutely don't make fun of ourselves here yeah. on the show. We would no, never that do that. Happen. And we would never mock our own <laughs> feelings in any way. <laughs> uh, of course not. Steve, can I ask you, have you ever butt stomped your children as I, Bowser in Super Smash? I have, and, and I think it's traumatized them. Yes. Okay. I'm wow. pretty sure that they were... See? They were very calm and well-behaved until <laughs> until we started playing uh, Smash Brothers. And then once they got butt-stomped, that was all, it was all downhill. Yeah. It's the Bowser yeah. butt-stomped. I love how you guys are, like, cracking up when I said that they were well-behaved before that. No, they are. <laughs> no, they are, no, no, that's no, no, no. That's completely angels. true and accurate. Like, Georgia, what's the psychology of this? Like, when you, you see characters as evil, what is the psychology of becoming, you know, evil incarnate and, you know, losing all moral sense and, you know becoming an inhuman monster like what's the psychology behind that yeah it's really dangerous it's dangerous for our young folk they're the ones that we need to protect from these things okay and the the ability to play as such a infinitely evil horrific vicious butt stomping creature Mm -hmm. really it it just it it bleeds the moral fabric i don't know what we're going to do about it okay so Maddie, how is how has the how has Bowser negatively in fact impacted your life? I'm using that word impacted. That's my word today. I, I'm, yeah, well, I mean Bowser's been very impactful for me personally. I mean, I would say it began with the Wario games, which I'm sure we all remember. There's uh-huh. a game where you could play as Wario, which yep. I was extremely traumatized by growing up, just the idea of even doing that. And um there's a there's a lot of farting in that game, which obviously <laughs> really? is really, really traumatizing That's for very anyone to even bring such a thing up in a game extremely inappropriate obviously Crass. of Crass. course of course and just you know violent i mean like no human should ever do that am i right so so there's that and then there's also just you know the fact that like bowser is in so many games and he's just everywhere you look and it's to the point where like i wake up and i see bowser like everywhere i go i close my eyes and i just see bowser every every time i close my eyes you know i mean i think we all know there, there is about. some Bowser, you know, post-traumatic kind of thing that could happen to children. Yeah, I mean, he's everywhere. He's like, everywhere. He's in every major movie now. And, you know, he's all over Netflix. So, so it would be George, really great. 
So part of this, you know, op-ed from, you know, the very prestigious news site, ClickHole, um, you know, it talks about how, you know, some young people under the age of 22 have never known anything but a life with Bowser as a playable character. And, you know, like, it goes on to say, like, selecting this wanton, lascivious Koopa King. I love the way you said that. Mm-hmm. It's not just barbarous. It's outright criminal. So what do you think should happen to these Nintendo human garbage developers? To <laughs> 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 put Bowser in their game. Like, what do I, I think that we need to, to bring them down to the court of isometric and have them yeah. properly tried. By well, yeah, gamed them. I mean, I think yeah. our longtime listeners know that we here at Isometric are <laughs> all about destroying all video games. Right. Oh, especially yeah. Mario, which is a deeply inappropriate game, which we've discussed on the show Absolutely. at length. Almost every single episode yeah. has been about that. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that Clickhole's finally covering a topic that has plagued our show for a really long time. So, yeah. 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 Well, that, that's really the moral of our show is just destroy all video games. I think so. Yeah. Right. I mean, I hope so. That's my that's my hope in life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at least it's your personal mantra. mantra. Well, yeah. I mean, it's I have had a storied career of pretending to enjoy games. But as we all know, that's been a lie. And I've only been honest about that on this show. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. But we're all fake gamers here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. none of us actually like games. We are all no. just massive fakers, and we can finally be honest about just our terror of Bowser mainly and Mario and just, you know. And Mario. Yeah, well, and especially I mean, Mario. Mario, Mario. Who's to Tomato, say, Tomato. really? I mean, we don't play games here, so we really have absolutely no way to verify how that word is pronounced. Are we going to perform the rest of the show in character? Because, I mean, I can go all night here. But we do have other topics on the list that I believe we have to deliver in a non-sarcastic tone. However, I am enjoying this other world that we've created. So, Wait, we're playing another world? This wasn't... Yeah, we're actually on Earth 2 right now. We're like the alternate... That was a great show. Let's go on for some real news. All right, so, so I guess we ought to talk about Arkham Knight. Because we oh. we uh, recorded early last week, and we recorded before the um, the the fiasco with Arkham Knight started, and and I guess there's both the game and the the PC disaster that we can talk about. But I, I, I Bree, I know you've played it. Has anyone else played it, or is no, it just? I, yeah, I, yeah, I am I, definitely in the category of having no interest in yeah. in playing it well, after complaining me. about it Daddy, so much I'll on this show for a penny. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, we don't have any pennies in Canada anymore, so that's worth a lot more here. Just get it out of my house, man. <laughs> so, so you, so you love the game, and it's your game of the year, clearly. No, I mean it's it's not a bad game. <laughs> the Batman movies, especially Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, are some of my very favorite movies ever. Yeah, I don't have the affinity for Batman that like you know Renee Ritchie does, but I really love these movies and I like the character and I like the world. Um, you know, I also read a lot of DC comics. Um, that said, you know this this whole campaign around Arkham Knight, like be the Batman. Um, I just say like that is just something that really just flies over my head and I don't get it because I think that's affecting my enjoyment of this game. As best as I can tell, um, Batman is really appealing because he's kind of a, a really ultimate male power fantasy kind of character. 
And like what is really disturbing to me about this game, the reason I can't get into it is when I think about what I love about Batman in Dark Knight Rises, like Batman being so hurt by what he sees happening to his city that you like hear his voice trembling as he's affected by watching the things he loves destroyed. And, you know, like he's doing sit ups. He's like, I'm not mad. I, you know, I'm not scared. I'm angry. You know, that is a Batman that is intensely vulnerable. And to me, that is the real trick to making a a character relatable in kind of this hyper male power fantasy is to find that vulnerability in them. It's something that, you know, it's when Bond movies really work. So the central problem I'm having with Arkham Knight is, you know, this is the same voice actor from Batman the Animated Series, but it's not his Batman at all. This is the coldest, most mechanical most like brutal, violent, no joy, no emotion, no care for anyone, rude to everyone he talks to, Batman, ever. And, you know, so you get that take on the character where he's just a jerk to Oracle, he's a jerk to Robin, and and there's he's just like breaking people's bones for no reason after they've subdued him. Like he just takes their fist and like cracks it. And you take that and you put Batman in a Batmobile that's this tank. You know, the central thing about Batman is he doesn't like guns because guns killed his parents, which is why it's so incredibly confusing when you're in the Batmobile and you're like blowing the hell out of everything in sight and running over it and crushing it. And like, you know, you'll be shooting things and then like, it'll be like, whoop, we're switching over to non-vital, you know, non-lethal ammo as we're shooting like people with the Gatling gun. So it's like the entire tone of the game is a game I just can't get into. It is the most beautiful game I've ever seen in my life on a technical level. Uh, the rigging is awesome. The ZBrush work is awesome. The level loading is awesome. The, the, the way the Batmobile changes as you're doing it is awesome. And this is a game that clearly a lot of people are really enjoying. But to me, um, you know, Batman just feels so slow as he moves everywhere. And there's just no joy in the writing or the character. You know, a lot's been written on the way women are portrayed in this game. I feel like we go over that so often in the show. Maddie is exactly what you said it was. It's that bad. But you know, beyond that, like this is it, it's really a game without joy. And it's it's very depressing to play, to be honest. Did yeah, you I mean, like the other two that came out? Um, not really, no. Yeah. I mean, I am not that into them either, but I, I thought the first one was kind of <coughs> promising. But just mm-hmm. the way that so many video games are made now is this very uh, it's very oriented around killing a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just didn't come up with a way to make that work within the Batman universe, like in an action game. Like they took a lot of action gaming tropes and then just weren't really sure how to implement them within the canon of Batman where that story just doesn't work. I mean, would you say that that's still true? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Um, I, I do want to say, and this is just to be fair, like Rocksteady has gone through and they've done 
gorgeous cinematics and compelling characters and good, good. Everything in the game is beautiful, but it just feels so emotionally hollow to me. Um, so, yeah, it's really that dichotomy there. And I think, I think it's really notable that, you know, the Christopher Nolan movies are masterpieces, in my opinion, masterpieces of film. And in those movies, Batman is not really the focus of that. Like Dark Knight Rises, it's really more Catwoman and everyone else around him. Dark Knight, it's very much the Joker and Two-Face. Like it's that dichotomy there. This is a game. I feel like Batman almost can't carry an entire game himself. And because there's so much Batman and so little character tension with other people, it just feels really hollow to me. Batman's really the only superhero who's like defined by the supervillains in that series, mm-hmm. uh, like more so than really any other, maybe Spider-Man a little to, to some extent, but even then not really to the extent that that Batman is. And mm-hmm. if it you try to make it about Batman, I mean, he's not he not to say that he's not an interesting character, but it's just he's kind of supposed to be the straight man to their yeah, goofiness most exactly. of the time. So, I mean, I wasn't really super into it like i was thinking about renting it and then i decided not to just because i thought about it and i'm like i didn't really like arkham asylum i didn't play any of the others and i just wasn't feeling it and this is you know another one of those games where you just like like maddie said you just mow down a lot of people and and it's just like that is not really what i'm looking for you know i mean i can play that i've played that game before and i mean it's i'm sure it's beautiful i mean I, i saw you know a lot of the gameplay video and it looks gorgeous but that only lasts so long. I mean, look at the order 1886. I mean, that lasts for like an hour and then you're, you're kind of done with it. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's fair to say, like, I am not the target audience for this game. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the Batman. Like, if they made a game where it's like, be Harley Quinn, you know, be Catwoman, be almost anyone else in that universe, actually, I would be into it. But, you know, Batman is kind of a, a really dark, not compelling character for me. So, like, I watch some of the cinematics and I'm thinking through the amount of programming and, and modeling and cinematography and VFX work that they did. It boggles my mind. And I think it's just so sad that they couldn't bring some writer into that to you know, not just portray women better, but to bring some kind of human element into that and to kind of get away from this macho kill everything fantasy. Because like Christopher Nolan's movies are excellent. And again, it's that vulnerability in the character. And this just isn't that Batman. It's, it's not the Batman from the animated series either. Like this is as dark as it gets. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really sound like Batman to me. So I guess I'm kind of, thrown by what people do like about it but i guess i'll have to give it a try and maybe read some of the reviews i have seen people saying that they like the story in this game Uh admittedly i've only seen ben saying that not sure what to make of that i'm sure it's just a strange coincidence i haven't seen any of my female friends talking about how they like the story that's that's all i'll say (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean i have seen people say that they like the story so i I guess I'm wondering why and if people do want to explain to me why they think that Batman should be killing all these people, I would be interested in hearing the fan interpretation of that. I mean, that is definitely something about the earlier Arkham games that turned me off a little. There are a lot of really long stealth sequences, but I feel like a good Batman game would be one where he's solving a mystery. And that is a really hard game to make. Like I've tried to play mystery games and it's 
it's hard to make a game about solving a mystery, but the best Batman stories are about that because he's supposed to be the ultimate detective. He doesn't right. even kill in the people. movies. Yeah, even in the movies they miss out on making him a really good detective, I know and that's what do. the sad part about you know. It, it's I mean, unf- the Nolan movies are exciting for sure. They're great. But, but he's not a great detective in the movies. I'm right. not impressed with his brains in the movies. Which in the comics, he is supposed yeah. to be yeah. extremely smart in addition to all the other <laughs> talents that he has. Uh, but yeah, that's supposed to be more of a part of his character. And the games are something where I feel like they could have some space to delve into that side of him. But instead, we ended up with this detective mode, which a lot of other games have used. But it, it doesn't really explain who batman is so i i don't know i i'm surprised that people have gotten as into these games as they have because to me they just seem kind of like an action game with a batman skin on it and they've always kind of felt that way but right it's it's not there's nothing wrong with that it just doesn't necessarily get at the meat of the batman series for me yeah I, I think we've got to talk about the the disaster. The PC, yeah, yeah let's. Of this game. So yeah. I take it you did not play this. the game on the PC. <laughs> I, you play I played it on? it on my PS4. Yeah, it looks great. It's one of the most beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you know. So I'm gonna say this is a technical. Like this is me coming in like 3D artist, you know, game developer Brie. This is one of the most technically complex games I've ever seen in my life. Let me give wow. you an example. When you drive the Batmobile. Um, often you will go rescue people and they will come into the back of the Batmobile and they don't cheat it with like a camera cut where someone is kind of getting into the Batmobile and they pan away. No, like this entire back end of the Batman mobile opens up and like the seat pops out and all this fancy rigging comes up to like bring the characters in and lock them into place and comes back into the Batmobile and all this armor shoots out over it, which is, I mean, it's doable, but it's expensive. Like, it's computationally expensive, that many bones. And, and like, you look at the facial detail of Batman and the ZBrush passes, and this is, like, 2K normal maps, 2K spec maps, like, diffuse. It is, it is a really, really complicated game. So what I believe happened with the PC launch is often you'll go through and you just throw everything in there. You're like, you want it to be as beautiful as possible. And then you say to yourself, like, we will lower the system specs with an optimization pass. We'll lower it with an optimization pass. And I think they tried to, and there's just a limit to it. And I have to say, like, they are truly, this is the first game I've seen that truly looks like a next-gen game. It is that beautiful. And, like, I, I have a lot of empathy for the dev team on that. Um, I, I would say, like, they are shooting for the stars, and that's why they had that disastrous PC launch. Well, so there was an article that came out yesterday that Patrick Klepek put out on Kotaku. Ooh. And, he, like, he talked to anonymous sources, and he got a lot of the background. So it sounds like what happened is, first of all, that this has been in the state for a long time. And that it sounds like WB probably knew that it was in the state and just released it and hoped for the best. Um, but what happened was, so for, the first thing that happened is that they, uh, they contracted out the port of the PC version to Iron Galaxy, uh, who's another developer. And apparently this is the kind of thing that happens all the time in, in right. AAA development. Uh, that's not anything you know out of the ordinary. They're the ones who were behind Dive Kick, and they did Killer Instinct Season Two, yeah. and and they also did the PC version for Arkham Origins. The it sounded like Rocksteady was focusing on the console launch, the console version, and they had their hands full just getting the game built, which took a lot longer than they thought it was going to, and also with getting the bugs 
uh, fixed on the console version. And so they weren't able to really fix any of the bugs or provide fixes for any of the bugs in the PC version until very late. And then WB just kind of released it and hoped for the best, knowing that there were a lot of these problems. It sounds like the, the frame rate dropped to like 15 frames per second when you're when you're driving around the Batmobile on all but like the most uh, the most powerful PC hardware. Uh, it sounds like they were testing only at 720p, even though most most people run their games at 1080p or higher. And also that they were because they were trying to keep the story under wraps, they were keeping the number of testers really limited so that nothing leaked out. So it sounds like it was just like a lot of things that happened. But at the same time, it's I mean, that's it's all fair for all those kinds of things to happen. I guess the question is why Warner Brothers, assuming that they knew, which it sounds like they did, that that the game was in the state, why they were still willing to release the game in that state, knowing how how broken it is. I mean, they've they've released a patch for it. And even that is only fixed like most of the crashing bugs, but not anything that is related to performance well can we can we say this iron galaxy has a long-term impeccable track record of porting games that maddie and i love like every street fighter port every marvel superheroes every dark stalkers port they have handled that like a champ and i do feel like i have to say i know a decent number of people on the iron galaxy team and that is a team that really knows their stuff i can just see this being a project just simply too big for them given how ambitious it was technically yeah, I don't think it's necessarily their fault that they got into the situation. They were just the the fact that they were it, it was contracted out and given to them with what it sounds like not as much support as they needed. Right. Sounds right. like it wasn't a priority for WB. But then again, it's also kind of troubling that if they knew what state it was, that they still were willing to release it in that state, knowing that it was not going to work or not going to work as advertised for most people who were going to buy the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it seems completely like that to me. I mean, you yeah. could look at Iron Galaxy's track record and see they ship good software. They ship bug-free software. They ship software that the netcode generally works. Um, I think it's really notable that, unless I missed it, I don't think they worked on the PS4 version of Street Fighter IV, um, which is a disaster. Like, I told isometric listeners it was okay, and I've played it enough at this point. It is a disaster. Do not buy it. Um, Um, so, you know, my technical guess is like, look, they are adding mesh influencing bones everywhere. Like the texture count is ridiculous. Like the LOD count, it's, it's going to take a lot of optimization. And I think just, there's so much going on there. I think it's just, I, I was very surprised when I read that because the iron galaxy team does not seem large enough, at least from my understanding of it, to handle a project of that scale. I don't think it's a problem with Iron Galaxy. I think it's just a problem with WB, you know, that they released it anyway instead of pushing that off. Uh, Yeah, like sometimes PC launches are delayed, and this is part of why that happens, I assume. But that didn't happen this time. And I I feel like if they had delayed it a bit, then people would be less angry than they are now. Like at this point, people are actually using the Steam refund system or so I hear. Uh, so, And this that's... is what it's intended for. I mean, this is really no, the I reason know, that it should exist. For as opposed like to the game getting delayed and then those people still purchasing it and just not getting the refund. Like I, I can't see those people going back and repurchasing it if the bugs are fixed in three months. They you know? probably just bought it on console. 
Yeah. Well, if they have a console, if they have a console, but I imagine a lot of if them they do. don't have a console, then they're probably so annoyed that they bought a broken game that they just have bad feelings associated with it at that point. You know, yeah. like it's not great to release a game that is not playable. <laughs> That's not like good branding or, yeah. you know, but didn't they increase the system specs for it like right before it came out or am I on PC? Yeah. On yeah, PC. I mean, I don't know. I I watched Patrick Klippick's little follow-up video where he was talking about how he played it on his PC and what his PC specs were and he couldn't run the game on his PC. And I would guess that his PC is probably even better than mine because he can afford it. So if Patrick Clippett can't run the game, then I think there's a problem. Right. But the only relevant question is if his PC meets the the specs that were updated. Yeah. I mean, I assume yes. But, but, yeah. but also if you pre-ordered it, you put your money down and then, you know, go, knowing what the system specs were at the time that you pre-ordered it and then they upped it after the fact, then you're still going to be upset as a somebody who's buying it because you bought it knowing what the system specs were and if they re- did that right before you may not have had a chance to go in and cancel your pre-order if the if your system didn't meet those system specs but it sounds like even people who are meeting whatever they say the recommended system specs are are still not able to play the game the way that it was intended to be played yeah, yeah or they play it i mean patrick Klepe could play it it just didn't look very good yeah. so yeah one thing that he says in this article is that if you're running off of a spinning disc as opposed to an off of an ssd then you're in even more trouble because it's streaming off the disk. And that's not the kind of thing that typically shows up in system specs, what type of disk it is. It's usually just how much storage. So that's yeah, the kind of, yeah. a kind of detail that you're not necessarily going to get in a system spec that is definitely going to affect whether you can play the game appropriately or not. I mean, that's because they're trying to stream in right. and out so much texture oh, data. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it's it's why the game is so visually stunning. Um, you know, like uh, take Saints Row as you're driving around, like everything in that world is not super crisp, right? Like it looks kind of generic as you're driving around. Like the BT, the buildings don't look really detailed. That's because they are not streaming in as much texture data as you drive from area to area. So I I understand consumers being angry about this. I guess this is one of these things where me as a you know someone who has just worked in development and I've heard so many stories about you know people that are contracted out from other teams. It's just it just seems like something that happened. I don't get being outraged about it. Well I don't yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to be outraged at the developer, but I think it is Kind of, you know, it's it's appropriate to ask some questions of the publisher to say, oh, why absolutely. are you? Yeah, yeah like yeah. the system itself is allowing this to happen and that's not great. So, yeah, we have to kind of question like all the steps that led to this and wonder how we can prevent it yeah. from happening. I don't that's know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I guess I did like a little bit of crow on you know pc gamers face like we've talked about <laughs> kind of the uh the pc master race mentality and yeah. yes. that's a terrible term um i play on consoles because they're generally bug free and yep. you know like um uh, i don't know i kind of felt vindicated i have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like with you a little bit on that because i don't have any particular side in that battle so it was kind of nice to see for once people saying like oh wow the console version looks really great and the pc version doesn't because usually that bragging is swapped around and pc people are installing all kinds of mods and stuff to make dark souls look really great or, or what have you and in this case that's not quite what happened yeah and, and i mean it shows where the priorities for the developers are anyway i mean for the or for the publishers are is that 
the the priority, regardless of whatever you know PC gamers are going to say, the priority is clearly for the console version. Or at least in this case, it was. It's not always, but a lot of times, it is the priority is the console version. So that's going to be the the version that you're going to want to buy for the most part to make sure that you're getting the right experience. And I think it's also this is the kind of thing that you don't really know when you're going into it. Like, is this being developed alongside the other versions? Is it getting the same kind of attention, or is it? something that is being contracted out sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but that's also the kind of thing you just don't know when you're when you're going into buying that i think that's this was kind of a shock for a lot of people finding out that this is how it worked because i think there's a lot of people who i think i knew about this but i didn't really it never really occurred to me but i think there's a lot of people until this situation happened they it never really occurred to them like how the sausage was getting made in those types of porting scenarios all right, so oh, we, oh renee oh. ritchie is updating us on twitter and letting yes. us know it's a scam site <gasps> really yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Wow. Okay, That's... so nobody should go to Applemore. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and don't trust links from Applemore. It's like wow. the click hole equivalent of yeah, iMore. That's horrible. That's terrible. <laughs> so, being wow. so I'm, gl- I'm glad cuz I really you, did not want to have to say that. Letting us know, Charles. Thank you. We've we Charles passed. saved the day. Wow. Aww. Okay. Well, now I don't have to cut all that out. So that's really good. Yeah, now it's like a thrilling conclusion uh, to an epic tale. Yeah, I was you afraid that I, I was afraid out. that I'd spoil. No, no, no! Don't, cut it, don't cut, cut it out! Don't cut it out! No, not yeah. anymore. No, no, that's leaving that. Yeah. Okay. So you have to um, Charles, Charles can save the day. Yeah. Hey, 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 Charles. Charles found that site. I don't know how he found it, but he found no. it. Uh, anyway. All right. So should we talk about Zelda? We're talking about okay. video games. Yeah. Yes. Zelda news, except that it's news that made me sad. Yeah. So Nintendo's been on like an apology tour for the past two weeks since since E3, and a lot having a lot of interviews and answering a lot of questions that they clearly don't want to answer. Uh, Reggie got a little bit salty with somebody who was asking him about Metroid and just said, "Trust us on this. We know what we're doing," which is always something you want to hear from him. IGN had an um, had an interview with uh, Hiramasa Shikata, who is the director of uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes, and was asking why there is not a way to play as a woman in the game, be it Zelda or anything else. And he told a story that he probably shouldn't have told, uh, where he says that there's this kingdom, an event happens, the king needs heroes, so he puts out a call for heroes together, and one of those is this guy, Link. He sees this audition, basically, heroes needed apply here, and that's the start of his adventure. The story calls for this sort of legend prophecy where heroes will come together to help solve a problem, and in that, they are male characters. So because the game is set with that as a story background, you cannot choose the gender, you are a male character. And then when he's asked, when he's pressed on it, He says, uh, you know, we have a lot of female staff members who are playing this game and enjoying it. It doesn't seem to be a big issue to them. They're still getting... And to be honest, Link isn't the most most masculine of guys in the world, depending on how you want to project yourself into the character. That's like, it's like the the worst. (laughs) Wait, Steve, be careful. You just, you just unleashed Brizilla. Yeah. Brizilla's out. Can you just uh, read that part one more time? Where do we have to? A bunch okay. Of, read it again. I want to hear. I want to hear. A bunch of women on staff are playing, and they don't. Please read that again. Steve. Okay. Uh, just as general information, we do have a lot of female staff members who are playing. <laughs> Here's the part that I hate the most out of that paragraph. It is this sentence. It doesn't seem to be a big issue to them. Oh. Right, because to me that suggests they never that, asked. 
He's has, never asked them, yeah. and he doesn't really care. That is Wait, what that then, sounds like uh, to me. Then they go a second step and to say, to be honest, Link isn't the most masculine guy yeah, in the world. Yeah. So what does that, how does that make anything okay? And that just seems another level of wrong. Like, it's, it's a little it's bit like, clueless. It's like borderline offensive, but what? I don't think it's borderline. I, I think it's offensive. No, okay, you're right. It's just straight up bad. <laughs> There's nothing okay? borderline Come about on, that. Daddy, he's not Marcus from Gears of War. That's the <laughs> same as playing with a girl. Come on. Yeah, that's Come like on, Maddie. Not don't right be reasonable with your to... feminist nonsense here on Isometric. Come on. You know the worst thing is that you wouldn't have to change anything about the character. No, you, you could just change you everything just to she. Have There's Link nothing. be a girl that it's could still be Link named Link. Exactly the same yeah. way. The suit is perfectly fine. The hair's perfectly fine. They have a Zelda dress in the game. Yeah, cuts. they do. Oh, they don't so, even have to. They totally don't. Well, even but they have do to have a Zelda dress in the game. Yeah, I'm going to send do. you guys a little gif of it because it's yes. cute. Yeah, no. My my when we played it at Best Buy a couple weeks ago, my daughter was really excited about that. Yeah, but that's yeah. the problem with the Zelda dress is that the outfits affect your abilities in the game, so you're not going to be able to play with the Zelda dress the whole time anyway. You're going to have well, to like, the off. fact that they include the Zelda dress is sort of interesting, though. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a cool thing, but I don't know if they've really, like, considered what that would mean for players, that that, that might be important to people. I don't know. Uh, can I say something to those? And I've said this before, but there's a whole bunch of people that will say, well, why should that actually matter? Right? Like, and I don't know why those people are listening to our show. <laughs> Let's really entertain You know them. what? You are absolutely true. No, <laughs> I am absolutely no, true, Georgia. We have gotten some people I writing in with it. questions somewhat like that. No, I know, I know. We They might be their first week. Right. Oh, fair enough. And they're already really confused. They've already left But we're going to finally explain listening. something to them. And Not here listening. it is. Go ahead, Georgia. Okay. So we are naturally mimics. The way that we know what our roles was was not by being taught it, not by being in school, but we watch. And you can see that all through the animal kingdom that, you know, all primates look look and learn. And that's why in parenting it is don't tell what to do. If you want your children not to smoke, you shouldn't smoke. And so our culture is strongly influenced by what we see and the things that we're are, are watching and doing and playing. And so video games that only have males as the main protagonist does affect girls' feeling on who they are. The same way that having only Barbies being blonde and busty and thin and of proportions that they would not be able to stand straight um, and they would fall over all the time does affect our you know, generation of what we try to become as we get older because that becomes the archetype. And so having female characters and having, again, half the population is female and of different, you know, you know, colors and different sizes. It is nice to see yourself represented as something that is strong instead of needing to constantly be rescued. And if you don't want to have women in our culture being needy and difficult as people constantly um, stereotype women, not always, but sometimes get stereotyped as being that way. It, it's nice to also have that in the games that we play. Well said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. I, yeah. I can't say anything more on that. Georgia said all that needs to be said. I'm just going to keep <laughs> linking to more fan art that people have drawn of, of Link. Here's another one that's really yeah. good. See, people are drawing all this cute fan art of Link in the dress because people like the idea of Link being a girl. I mean, we had that whole thing uh, like last year at E3 where they were showing Link in the, the Wii U 
uh, Zelda game. Right. And people were like, oh, Link looks kind of feminine. Maybe Link is a girl. And they were like, no, <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing is not. that they got us all excited, too. Like, I that know. would have been wonderful and of no extra cost to them, like really minimal like yeah. there's no loss. I I don't understand. No loss. You could change Link's skin color too with a, a simple skin. It would not be a huge loss. Like they don't understand the amount of happiness that people feel to be represented in things that are popular culture. Yeah. And if you are, and I totally get it that you don't see what that's like unless you are one of the uh, people that are excluded. But we have a strong um, social need for being included in things that are good and strong. And, you know, when you are the main um, archetype constantly being seen, you don't notice it. No. And that's fair, but it means so much. You know, you, you, like, you see like little kids with like, you know, a Barbie that has their skin color and they're just thrilled, elated. You don't lose anything from that. Of it's just so. about exclu- inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. And like by the same token of it, it, if you teach people that it's okay to identify with somebody that doesn't look exactly like them, that's really good for them too. Like we're already raised to identify with the default, like, you know, white male protagonist or in children's stories, a lot of times there's a little boy protagonist who the audience is expected to identify with by default. Like there's so many uh, children's properties where that's the case. And like, I grew up being like, this is the hero. I'm supposed to identify with this and like trained to think that that's the default as opposed to situations where if you show kids a little black girl and you're like, we're all going to identify with her. She's the default. Then people will just grow up thinking that that's fine. And like kids are not, they aren't born with those biases. Like I think we put them on ourselves and i i feel like they can be undone if you just sort of tell people like it it's you know some people are different and that's fine it's great you can still relate to them and hear what their stories are like yeah yes and i think it was one i actually had my uh my little boy we're talking about how lord of the rings has no female characters because my Uh. my and uh (laughs) (laughs) don't brazilla's unleashed again And uh, my my oldest boy goes, yeah. Why why couldn't have they made more more women? Why couldn't the the hobbits and Legolas and and Aragorn? Why couldn't they be women instead of being men? And I I was just so proud of him that he noticed and said, yeah. There's no reason that there there can't be women. You know, in any like you know the d- dwarves definitely could. They say that you can't tell the female and male dwarves apart. Oh, <laughs> why couldn't he? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. great. You know, yeah, like, sure, they just not? really. Could have, and it wouldn't have mattered if um, you know the main character was male or female. There was, it would have made no difference to it. And you know, you're making a movie; it's it does not have to be an actual full representation of the book that you're doing. There's often changes made to it, and it would have been nice. Like I'm happy they added more females to the book, any the the movie, anyways. Yeah, which but like in the case there, of but it would have been really cool. There isn't even a book that they need to follow. Like they can change the story at any time. And like a lot of people have been like, well, historically Zelda has to be this certain way, but it really doesn't. Like no. there's there's I think nothing the Battle that Star Galactica that. is a great yeah. show. That. Starbuck is so cool and much cooler than the original. That's all I have to say. And this isn't Don't even a canonical games. Zelda game, is the thing. So it's like it doesn't even really matter. It's not even like it's the next Zelda game in the series. It's like it's a little side game where you're going through puzzles with three people who are all Link, which doesn't happen in any of the real games, so it doesn't right. really matter. Could be a female. Anyways, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Brizilla, do you have anything to say on this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's eating something right now. <laughs> are you there? 
Nintendo failed me. Got it. You know, I'm glad they learned all those things from Animal Crossing that they said they learned. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not even talking, like, we didn't even get into the Fire Emblem gay conversion oh, therapy yeah. thing this week. I don't even, let's just talk about what we're playing. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even really, yeah, I saw that and I just, yeah, we don't. I can't even. We can't this. talk about that many depressing topics yeah. in one week. We can't do it. Yeah. All right. So, so, so we're, human. I have to say this, like, as we were playing the show this week, I was like, Oh, I don't want to talk about this stupid thing again. Why can't the game industry just stop doing a depressing story that we have to talk about because women <laughs> trade like garbage? Stop Every letting game. Brie down. There's yeah, like we don't enjoy doing this. Like we try to not do this. You know what? This only started happening once you could play as Bowser in a game. And after that's that. Really, that's really, <laughs> now really we found true. the real reason. Yeah. Uh, okay. What are we playing? So what are you playing? What are you playing, Brie? Let's 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 cheer you up a little bit. God, <laughs> are you playing Destiny? Are you gonna say Destiny again? No, I just keep okay. copying the same link every week in the show. I mean, notes, it would so be it's, fine. It's... I'm not trying to, you know, no, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't be playing Destiny. So I have played a lot of Destiny, um, but <laughs> I, I also decided to. <sighs> so I. What? I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. I've been playing so much Final Fantasy XIV because I'm trying to hit the level cap because I spent $40 on Heavensward, and I feel like I've got to like race through all the content, and I didn't know I wouldn't be able to unlock all the content until I did the other stuff. I'm racing through the whole game so I can get through my $40. So um, I started my character over. I was a brawler. I'm going through the game as a conjurer. I have to talk about this. Final Fantasy 14 players are the biggest jerks in any MMO wow. I've played. They wow. are a-holes. They are so rude. And, like, when the people that play Halo are much nicer than you, like, oh, that that's a lot. what you need to start thinking about. I am so tired in Dungeon. And, like, this happened to me three times today. So I'm going through a dungeon and like this one and like I'm the healer. You know, I keep healing, I keep healing, I keep healing. Yeah, I'm right there. And this one like jerk just like goes like suiciding and racing through the whole thing. And he dies and the entire party gets like killed. And I'm like, I can't heal you if you're not staying near me. <laughs> and then he's like screaming at me and being like verbally abusive. And it's just like, wow. it, it's like this all the time with this community. And they're just constantly jerks. And I don't understand it, especially because my guild in destiny feminist war cult is so awesome. I love those people. Like, Kaylee is awesome, and Brayden is awesome. And, like, the entire guild is filled with people that, like, support you and teach you subtleties. So to go from, like, a really supportive group to, like, just jerks yelling at you, it just reminds me why I never played these games to begin with. So. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry that that wasn't a happy time. I'm sorry, Brie. I didn't mean to do that to you. Final Fantasy XIV is a good game. It is a good game. And I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah. But if the community, I mean, a game like that is also defined by its community. community Yeah. I just, I'm really hoping that I I haven't really put a lot of time into it, but I really want to find um, like the equivalent of Feminist War Cult in Final Fantasy XIV. And like, I wish 
Feminist War Cult would just play this game instead of, uh, you know, Bethesda Elder Scrolls, which I gave a shot to. It's just not my cup of tea. Like, um, yeah, I bought that game because I wanted to play with the guild. You know, um, was it Elder Scrolls Online? And it's like you compare the Western ideas of games and put them up against Final Fantasy. And, you know, the problem with Western developers is we have no taste, no artistic <laughs> sense of anything. Everything's just ugly mm-hmm. in that game. And you compare it to a Final Fantasy game where it's just beautiful, it just it just doesn't appeal to me. They put no thought into the weapon design or the armor or even the, the facial models. Like it takes so long to make a character. It's just not horrible. I, I, I don't know. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Okay. So, yeah. so Georgia, what have you been playing this week? Okay, so it's not – I'm kind of cheating by saying I was playing this. It's a slight cheat. Um, but I played and my husband played and my husband finished, but I watched uh, while he did it because it was so awesome. Our whole family actually watched um, the ending of Ori and uh, The Blind Forest. It is an amazing, amazing game. It is beautiful and it's a Metroid-like game. So if you like Metroid, it's absolutely so it's really hard. So if you don't, if you want an easy game, don't play this game. But it is fabulously amazing. I cried at the ending. <laughs> I cried at the beginning. It's so good and stunning. And I think Maddie, I think you should play it because I know that you like Metroid. And my husband loves Metroid. And um, it is. But it's very like sim- different enough that it's not like a ripoff, you know. No, it's not a ripoff at all. I have heard a lot of good things, and my friends actually beat it this week. Like as a group, some friends of mine beat it yeah, and told me to so play it. So hard. you're like my second <laughs> set of people telling me to play it. So yeah, maybe I'll yeah. get it. I think that you would like it too, Brie. I don't know if you like like side scrollers, Metroidy kind of things. Yeah, of course I do. Then it's it's you should give it a shot and see. It was really enjoyable. My husband said it's his favorite game he thinks he's ever played, and wow. he's played a lot of video games. What platform uh, is it on? You can get it on the Xbox One. Yeah, okay. yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I loved it. I I actually my I looked up. I didn't like even like I watched him as he played for the ending because I was at work during those periods of time. And then I had to like read up about the story and see the, the people that made this, the story on Reddit. And I had to read up on that afterwards just because it was such an intriguing story. The main character is gender neutral. So we don't know if they're male or female. And then the other main character is female. It's really it's quite cool. Awesome. Neat. And it has a good mythos to it. <laughs> Anyways. I won't go into it. Yeah, I just wish there was a platform it was on that I had access to because it's only on it's Windows on and Steam, Xbox right? One. Yeah, only uh, for yeah, Windows though. I, right. I end up um, I play it on on Windows, but I actually play it on my Mac. So we. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about putting Windows on my Mac, but I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I just it's such. Don't a fall asset. for it, Steve. You've got <laughs> enough stress game, in your play life. It. I know, right? Need it afterwards because the game oh. is worth it. The game is yeah, worth it. I, but it would involve getting into that pre- Windows 10 preview, and oh, it's it just sounds like ugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have we our our arcade is is the Windows, so yeah. So I guess no Wii U for you this week. No, uh, I, I keep on thinking about it. Don't I keep on thinking about it? Like maybe I should do it. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I gonna... heard there are games like I heard the sequels on the Wii U. Really? No, but oh. you know, because <laughs> if it was, my husband would be all over that in a heartbeat. <laughs> just tell him. Just tell him that. Enough. Yeah. All over. Yeah. It. Just lie to yeah, your husband. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That's good advice. 
Yeah, yes. I'd say I'd say introduce lying into your relationship right. and just yeah. see how it goes. You yeah. know, if start you small. On, you would play start it small. Sure. And when then... we get into housekeeping, I'm going to plug my new marriage counseling business. This okay. is the kind of advice you can look for from that. Right. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, Maddie, what are you playing? Uh, Heroes of the Storm. Oh, you already yeah. know judgment, the answer, judgment, Steve. Judgment. Uh, you already know yeah, because you the sucked answer. me into your, your, your vortex of... I'm sorry, but I'm not that sorry. Uh, I don't know. It's so okay, good, so... I don't know. Heroes of the Storm is a yet another free MOBA where if you get sucked into it, then you can start buying characters for $10. If you want to do that, I would never do that. But, um, or you can save up gold if you win matches and then very, very, very slowly buy characters with in-game gold. But if you're like me, then you'll never get any gold because you're not very good and you'll just play as Vala for a really, really long time and then eventually be like, maybe I should buy Kerrigan. She just looks so cool. I could just spend a little bit of money. That would be normal, right? Just oh. like $10. Kerrigan looks so cool. Have you gotten you Kerrigan, Steve? Of, of, um, of, of like how to farm gold in to... these games and okay, never... Okay, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Teach me how to farm gold in this game. I yeah. don't care about Hearthstone. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the same thing, though, is that you have to do the daily quests. And as long as you're doing the daily quests, you'll get enough. Okay. It'll, it'll still take you a while. I'll it looks do like. the daily quests. Like, I've I, been just, I just got, yeah, I just got to level six today. Okay. So I just unlocked the ability to do daily quests, but they, you do them by doing matches, by playing matches. So right, right. What it gives but you, you have to do the daily quest versions of them. I can't just play, keep playing quick matches with No, you friends. can. You can. Well, sometimes. Okay. Okay. I mean, it depends on it. I mean, the one that I saw was play three games as a specialist. Oh, so, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, so you just have daily, to play games they're a They're like daily way. challenges. I've never even yeah. been looking at them, clearly. Yeah, and they're oh. not really like challenges. It's just forcing you to play the game a certain way. I do the same thing in Hearthstone where I'll have to play a game as like a shaman for a day and like curse because I hate playing as a shaman, but I want to get my 40 gold out of it. So I'll uh-huh. do that. Uh, for a couple of games and then just win my games that I'll eventually get because somebody will concede because they, you know, didn't really mean to start the game when they when they wanted to. And then eventually I'll just get the gold and then I'll buy it. I mean, I saved up enough gold in Hearthstone to buy the single player wings, which cost like seven dollars by themselves. So, you yeah, I'm not. Do. Yeah, I don't want to spend yeah. any money on it because I'm a no, terrible person. Yeah. But also, like, you know, the game suffers from, you know, blizzard disease where all of the women have the exact same body type and like all of their armor is completely ridiculous. Like Nova or whatever her name is, the former the former Kerrigan lookalike. Yeah. Her armor is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I can't even look at her without feeling angry about it. It's like they only wanted to cover her boob in a boob plate. And then for some reason, the entire rest of her body is just like covered in thin latex. I don't know why they think that's okay. Yeah, it's like a crop top made out of metal. Yeah. Anyway, it's stupid. Um, So like there it's rife with problems like that because it's a Blizzard game and they don't design female characters. Well, in my opinion. Sorry, Blizzard, but oh, you don't. And um, yeah. so I don't really want to spend any money on it because yeah. I feel kind of guilty about it. But you know what? I've logged so many hours into StarCraft 2. Blizzard already knows they have my heart. And even though I complain about them, clearly they own a piece of me. So yeah, I me don't too. know what more I can really do other than complain loudly about it and hope that somebody who works for Blizzard listens to this show and passes my complaints on to the costume department of their company. Yeah. And then get your co-host to start playing it, too. And then- yeah, because <laughs> I actually think I know that the costume designs are really, really <laughs> terrible, but... 
I do think that the game is fun and you can turn off stuff like talking to your teammates and also you can play with your friends because it's four player teams. And like I can, you know, manage to get together some friends for that. Or even if you only have one other person or two other people on your team that, you know, that's that's good enough to make the game pretty fun. And even if the other team is creaming you, if you're playing with your friends, it's still fun. So I, I would say there are some pretty fun things about it. However, it's also like, you know, it's really repetitive. It's a MOBA, blah, blah. But as far as MOBAs go, I think it's a lot more accessible than like I mean, League of Legends. It's not that much different than Diablo. And I put like seven no, it's million not. hours yeah. into Diablo. So it's, it you kind know, it's of right has like a similar feel to Diablo in yeah. a lot of ways. And um, I've been really intimidated by like Smite. Like I have a friend who's like, extremely competitive with smite and i've tried to kind of follow along with that but like i do not get it so i've never really been interested in this genre because i just i don't know i think it's intimidating it took me a long time to get into starcraft 2 for the same reason like when multiplayer games have this huge masculine competitive energy i tend to be like oh god i'm probably too stupid to play this but i feel like the lesson that i've learned every single time at the end of those trajectories is actually that none of those games are as hard as every guy is pretending that they are and the open secret is that they all just want you to think that they're really cool and none of these games are actually that bad so i feel like here's of the storm is like the entryway drug into MOBAs, maybe like yeah. it's a little bit simpler and friendlier on its face. Like you played the tutorial, right? It's like a really yeah. goofy the tutorials, goofy. And it's, it's definitely like going for like a super smash brothers type of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It. And it's got like bad jokes in it and stuff and yeah. like that kind of thing. So it's, it's clearly like going for a particular vibe and it's like very self-aware about how goofy it is, which I really like personally. I don't, yeah want the game to take itself really seriously i don't need it to it's like a goofy multiplayer game so and the game's finished quickly too which is another big thing like i haven't played a game that's taken more than like 15 20 minutes oh you're lucky i've played some really long like stalemate games oh i've only been i've also only been doing against the ai i've been doing five people against the ai yeah once you get into like actual play you can have situations where you're only just barely beating them and then they come back around and they're only just barely beating you and so on until the end of the match. So I've played some matches that I've crept up on 45 minutes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a night when Zach was very annoyed at me. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Put it that way. I got in trouble. Uh, yeah. I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's the problem for me. It's just not having a pause. Now. Oh no. Game now. Okay. So, so does that? Damn are, you, Maddie Myers. I'm sorry. So, when I'm are we? Sorry. When are we all playing this weekend? Oh, we should all play it together. No, we should. We haven't played Splatoon yet. This is the moment of the show before we end it, and this is going to happen every week until things change, where we talk to George and exert <laughs> fear pressure on her not having a Wii U to play Splatoon. So, no, let's it's do- not me that you have to peer pressure. You have to send, everyone needs to send their tweets to my husband. Well, give me his address. Wait, I'll get 42,000. <laughs> I have to make sure. I think wait. it's a... Please, please don't sit Gamergate on George's husband. <laughs> oh my God, that would be... <laughs> I'll start a KIA thread about her husband. Like. There we go. And you know what? Georgia, I played, I played Final Fantasy VII this week, so you could at least get a week. Oh, you are bad. Did you? Did you? I, now I'm, I have that and Flight of the Navigator. On yeah. Me. <laughs> oh. I started playing it this week. I got eight hours in, and I just got to the world map, which, yeah, <laughs> I will say I'm starting to reverse course on Kingdom Hearts, having gone through this because I think that. If I I wanted to throw my Vita across the room a couple times in the first couple of hours of the game 
and until it actually started getting to the point where I started caring about what was going on. Um, cause the first couple of hours, like I had to redo the whole reactor thing over because I didn't talk to the girl that had her foot stuck, um, in, on the ladder or something like that. And then the thing blew up and then I had to do the whole thing over again and lost like the whole first hour of the game. Hmm. I was not super happy about that. And it took me a while to get to the point where I wanted to be doing like anything else while I was playing it. But once I got a few hours into it, it got better. But I think that it's so I'm going to I'm going to you know, I'm kind of taking in little chunks. Uh, you know, like I said, I did eight hours over the past, what, two weeks. I'm, I'm getting why it is, you know, one of the you know most revered games of all time. It's just taking me a little while to feel that way about it, you know, coming into it, not having any nostalgia for it. Right. But that, I'm starting to think that that's the same thing with Kingdom Hearts, where you have to get that far into the game before it starts getting before you start getting why that game is is loved also, because I feel like it doesn't really start to get good until you get through maybe like Wonderland. So, and I know when I played it the second time around, I didn't get that far. I just kind of gave up on it. So we'll, uh, Comparing a game to Kingdom Hearts is a little worrying, even as coming from me, a person who has a lot of nostalgia for Kingdom Hearts. I still recognize that that's not a compliment. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the first like few hours of Final Fantasy seven are just no, I I mean, I'm not the person who told you to replay it. I actually don't know that the original version of that game holds up quite so well. It's it's tough. I mean, it's getting better. Which is an argument that Zach and I have had many times because it's like the main game that he really loves. But he played it when he was very young. And I feel like that's that's that really changing like playing it now with with, you know, the expectations that I have and just having you know, no nostalgia for any of the Final Fantasy games. It was really, really tough to get for, through those first couple of hours because there was a lot of yeah. exposition that like, you just I really don't like, care about. As an adult, and I was like not as into it. Yeah. And I wish that I could have had the experience that other people had with it. And I yeah, recognize that other people have that feeling about FF7, but I just don't. So I don't know. I get it. Like, I get why they would. I just didn't play it as a teenager, you yeah. know? So, oh, so. Georgia. <laughs> What's not gonna have a good day tomorrow? (laughs) 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 Michael Phillips, I've been told you need to get your wife a Wii U so she can play Splatoon with Space Cat Gal. You need to buy your wife a Wii U today. Join the Splatoon universe. Buy George Adal a Wii U from a (laughs) Space Cat Gal. Also, get Splatoon. It's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> you have to play Splatoon. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Stay fresh, like just for yeah. You should buy your Wii U so your wife and Oh wow, this is that it. That's is gonna hilarious. be his whole day. Great. Yeah. That is See, I could tell the next time I hang out with your kids, I'm gonna tell them they can also use this tactic. <laughs> To get me to get you to do things. So, the, th- uh, the difference is that I control the Wi-Fi in the house, so you know. I control the, the 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 transmissions that go in in and out of the house. For now, this is what I my could, husband. I could go rogue, Steve. Did you I, hear I, what my husband? What do you mean go rogue, Bree? You've what? been rogue, Bree. Bree, you know what my husband's reply was? What he goes? Tell you what? Have those forty k followers follow me, and you have a deal because he has like eighty six followers. He wasn't following me. Either. He not following so, me. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with oh, that? Uh, That's hilarious. All right, should, should we wrap this up while we still have plausible deniability? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have anybody have anything for housekeeping this week? Or uh, the show needs to end. That's housekeeping. Okay. All right. Yay! I'm sorry.
Twitch this week and iOS today and Total Party Kill and Fitcast is out with Kevin Larrabee. That's it. Holy crap. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> I'll, put in, I'll put in the show notes when I'm listening back to it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so as always, uh, you can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send, uh, feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can go and rate and review the show on iTunes. We got a bunch of, uh, several really good reviews this week and we, yeah, we really appreciate that and it helps us out a lot and we really appreciate, especially, you know, people who take the time to write a review of the, of the show. We definitely, appreciate that a ton so thank unless you unless it's bad else, unless it's bad in which case it. you can you can yeah go, then don't do it don't do it go go, go to another you know, podcast it's yeah. actually a different podcast name yeah we, we have some other podcasts you can go and, and leave right it. you can trash you them can also of us. just give us a rating even if you don't want to write a review because the way that itunes does all of its uh, metrics is pretty much based on ratings yeah. not listeners that so if you true. give us a rating then it really helps us out you can yeah, even right. go onto all your friends accounts and rate us from <laughs> theirs yeah they don't even need to know or just yeah, ask don't, Bree don't. To, ask Bree to shame them on Twitter until I they will give do that. Wait, yeah, yeah. give me the sweet sign off, Steve. Do it. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, I was on the